0: besides you. The true and the living God. The almighty God. The most high God. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory. Ah, God. Take your glory, Lord. Take your glory. Mm. Ooh, Jesus. Oh, God. Mm. Hallelujah. In the book of Luke, chapter 9. Hallelujah. Chapter nine. Hmm. beginning at verse number 22. Then he said to them, I'll um, begin at verse number 22. "The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes." and be killed, and be raised the third day. Then he said to them, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever whoever loses his life for my sake will save it or will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and is himself destroyed or lost? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, of him the Son of Man will be ashamed when he comes in, the, in his own glory and in his father's and of the holy angels. But I tell you truly, well, I don't want to focus on 27. I want to stop right there. And I want to talk about Jesus people, cross-bearers. Jesus people, cross-bearers. Can you say that? Jesus Jesus people, people. cross-bearers. Cross-bearers. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the power of your word. I thank you, Lord, that when your word goes forth, it will not return to you void, but it will accomplish all that you desire. And I thank you that you prosper your word in the things that you sent your word to. I pray now for a fresh anointing of your spirit that I might speak and minister under your anointing. Lord, have your way down. Because we know it's only through your anointing that yokes are destroyed and that burdens are removed. Grant me the power and the ability to speak clearly, speak powerfully and concisely in your name. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus' people cross bearers. Maybe I should say Jesus' people cross Paris. Amen. Most of the time, When we think of following Jesus Christ, uh, of being a follower of Jesus Christ, we think of living good, being comfortable, being favored, blessed in every possible way, the Lord making a way out of no way, the Lord making a way somehow, the Lord providing for us, the Lord opening doors for us. Amen? Amen? thinking about being a follower of Jesus Christ. And now, now the message title is Jesus People, so you know I'm talking about us because we're supposed to be Jesus People. Yeah, yeah. Followers of Jesus Christ, Jesus People. Yeah, it's not a sarcastic term, but it's just a way of saying that we're the people of the Lord, the people of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we think about following him, these are the things we think about. We, we, we think about going to church, we think about enjoying the music, enjoying the choir, enjoying the fellowship, and most of the time enjoying the sermon. We think of convenience. We think about being a follower of Jesus Christ. We, we think about convenience. We, we think about ease. We think about joy. We think about all of our needs being met. Yeah. Yeah. We we also think in terms of recognition. Think in terms of people seeing us. Think in terms of people accepting us. These are generally what people think about when you talk about being a follower of Jesus Christ. Are you all following me? Are you are you listening? Yeah. We we even might think of recognition of fame of of, of, of elevation or exaltation sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and if we think in terms of inconvenience, uh, it may be that we have to stand for a little while while we're ushering. We may have to go to choir rehearsal. Inconvenience. Uh, we may have to go to to men's ministry meeting, a women's ministry meeting, a, a praise team rehearsal. We inconvenience. We we may have to preach, uh, teach standing for thirty minutes to an hour. Inconvenience. If we think of inconvenience, uh, we 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 think of preaching in an air-conditioned sanctuary. Inconvenience. If we think of inconvenience. We might be called upon to read a scripture or pray. We might be called upon to clean clean the floors. Inconvenient. Yeah, clean up the bathroom. Inconvenient. Pick up a piece of paper or something like that. Yeah. But most of us, when you think about being a follower of Jesus Christ, most people do not think in terms of bearing a cross like Jesus did on his way to be crucified. Most people just don't think of following Jesus as being any kind of way of a serious inconvenience. Because a lot of us are not going to be inconvenienced too much in church. That's why people are sitting on their gifts and abilities. That's why people would rather use their talents on the band at school or on the football field than give their time and their abilities and their talents for the service of the Lord. Young people, y'all listening to me? We will put forth a lot of effort for worldly things. We will do a whole lot for worldly things but we will not be inconvenienced too much for the Lord. And so when we think about being a follower of Jesus Christ, most of the time we do not think about carrying a cross. I wish I, as I was preparing the message, I was thinking, I wish I had a cross that I could, that I could carry, you know? Because most of the time we don't, we don't get the picture in our mind. We don't have a picture in our mind that every day we're living, we're walking with a cross. And this, this right here doesn't compare to the cross that Jesus carried. And while he was carrying the cross, they were whipping him. They were beating him beyond recognition. When we think about being a Christian, we don't think about bearing a cross. Because Christianity for us is not carrying a cross. Christianity for us is going to church. Christianity for us is singing in the choir. Serving on the usher board, paying our tithes and our offerings. That's what Christianity is for, for most people. It's not in any way being inconvenienced. It's not in any way being inconvenienced. It's not it's not living holy. Christianity is not living holy for, for people today. Christianity is going to church and doing, doing what we want to do when church is over. has nothing to do with carrying a cross. Nothing at all to do. So we can come to church on Sunday and we can drink our liquor on Saturday night, and it's okay. Because Christianity has nothing to do we're bearing a cross. We can, we, can, we can come to church, and we can be married and have a girlfriend or boyfriend on the side, and it doesn't matter because Christianity for us is not, is not making a sacrifice and carrying a cross. For most people today, Christianity is going to church, singing in the choir, serving on the usher board, paying your tithes, are filling your seat if you're not doing anything else. But Jesus' people are cross-bearers. Jesus' people are cross-bearers. When you see the cross of Jesus Christ, when you get the image in your mind of the cross that Jesus carried. And now, a lot of times we think of the crucifixion A lot of times we think of the crucifixion. But we don't think in terms of what it took for him to get to the cross. It was a process for him to get to the place where they nailed him to the cross. His pain and his agony and his suffering did not just start when they nailed him to the cross. But they took him from judgment hall to judgment hall. And they tried him and they whipped him. We sing the song, they whipped him all night long. They beat him on the way to the cross. On the way to Calvary. He was whipped. He was beaten beyond recognition. So Jesus was yes making the sacrifice, all the way to the cross. But even before then, when Jesus was saying, it's not my will, but your will that must be done, when Jesus was saying, I did not come to do my own will, I came to do the will of my Father, which, was in he- which is in heaven, he was making sacrifice all of, the, all of his life. And, you know, the Lord just began to deal with me about this. The fact that many people who say that they're Christians are not making any sacrifices to be a Christian. Being a Christian is not always blessings. Being a Christian is not always having a good time. Being a Christian is not always Life being easy. Being a Christian is not always prayers getting answered. Are you hearing the Lord today? If you're going to be a Christian, you're called to make sacrifices. You're called to bear your cross. Whatever that cross may be, you're called to bear it, which means that you're going to sacrifice Which means that you, you know what a sacrifice is? A sacrifice is when you give up something dear to you for the sake of someone else or something else. Better. Okay. So for us, in the context that we're talking about today, we're talking about giving up something that's dear to us for the sake of our relationship with God. For the sake of the kingdom of God. which means that that my life is not my own. We sing it, but we don't really mean it. Because when we finish singing it, we still go back to living our lives like we own our own lives. We make plans to do things that have nothing to do with glorifying God. We make the plans. And then when we do it, we go back and ask God to forgive us for the plans that we made and we execute it. Because we're not willing to make a sacrifice. Which means that we're not carrying our cross. Which means that we're not being Jesus' people. Are you hearing? Are you understanding? Carry your cross. So, so so, so, being a Christian is not what most people have envisioned it to be because we're given the picture that once you, you know, we talk about a little bit of stuff. You, you know why people really break under the pressure? People break under the pressures of life because they don't expect, really, they don't expect to go through too much being a Christian. They expect God to step in. If they're going through something, they expect God to work it out, you know. But that is not the way it always is. God does not always step in when you want him to step in. Are you hearing me? God does not always move as fast as you want him to move. Are you hearing me? God does not always take all of your problems away as quick as you want him to take them away. You're going to go through something in this life if you're going to be a Christian if you're going to be a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, you are going to have to bear your cross. You got to carry it. You're going to cry sometime. Think about Jesus. Jesus said, if anyone will come after me, let him deny himself with me. If anyone will follow me, if anyone will be my follower, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily. Not once a week. Not once a month, but daily, and follow me. Now, the only way you really understand the image of taking up a cross is to get the picture of Jesus bearing his cross. You got to see that. You got to see that picture. Okay. Jesus said these words. Jesus said, in the world, you have tribulation. Well, why is it that we don't want to go through anything? When did the last time you cried because you were going through something? When's the last time you got worried when things were not working out according to your plans? When is the last time? But Jesus said in the world, he was speaking to his disciples. He was not speaking to those people that don't know him. In the world, you will have tribulation. Jesus also said, you'll be hated of all men for my name's sake why are you running around here trying to be liked by everybody? You're not going to be liked by everybody. He said you. And he, again, he's speaking to his disciples. He's speaking to those men and those women who are following him. You will be hated of all men, about all men, for my name's sake. He said, if you're really going to be my disciples, people are not going to like you. Some of us will just... We just we we will we will almost go into a state of depression if we find out that some people don't like us or some people talking about us. Think about it. Think about the way people react when somebody says something about think about the way you react when somebody says something about you. Who they think they are. Why are they talking about me? Somebody might have read a post, and I, and I don't know if this brother of mine, if I use it, I'm not going to call his name, but he put something out on Facebook and, and about what somebody had said. And I just wrote out there, you know, forget about it and go on in Jesus' name. You can't be bothered with people or bothered by people. You know, there are going to always be haters out here, so you can't worry about that. But some of us, we just get in a frenzy. We just get all upset. You know, and the people that's going to talk about you is not always going to be the folk in the world. There's going to be some people right up in the church talking about you. Right. And sometimes you give them stuff to talk about. That's the thing about it. If you stop giving them things to talk about, yeah. So when we think about being a follower of Jesus Christ, we have to think in terms of sacrifice and sacrifice is more than just singing in the choir. That is not a sacrifice. No, no, that's not. No. Serving on the usher board that's not. For how many minutes on Sunday? It's not a sacrifice. It's a minor inconvenience. And that's why we can do so much for the world and so little for Jesus. Because our real allegiance is to the world. It's not to the Lord Jesus Christ. So then it becomes real easy for us. And we don't want people to say too much to us about it either because we're a good upstanding Christian. Because we went to church and we paid our tithes. And we're in church every Sunday. We We made the inconvenience of getting up on Sunday morning and taking a shower and getting dressed in our Sunday best and coming to church for three hours. We just, that was such an inconvenience. And I'm sure God just honors us so much because we got out of our beds on Sunday morning and put on our Sunday best and drove all the way to 229 Wood Street. Jesus, people who are supposed to be carrying or bearing a cross daily. Responsibilities of being a child of God. Sacrifices that we're called upon to make. And let me tell you something. If you make a sacrifice, it's going to cost you something. That's why, that's why you know, a sacrifice is more than putting $5 worth of gas in the car to come to church on Sunday. If you put $5 worth, if you use $5, now you can drive, uh, if your car gets 18 miles per gallon, you would have to have driven from North Charlotte to spend $3, $3 worth of gas. That's 36 miles. Well, maybe $5 worth of drove. Maybe you spent $5. But the rest of us, if we drove from rock hill we didn't spend 5 dollars worth of gas to get here today Are you understanding what I'm saying When Jesus when when David uh had David had against God's will had taken a census of of, of Israel and God was going to punish David for it Okay? And so David got ready after, after he got the word of the punishment. He was going to make a sacrifice to God, so he was going to purchase the threshing floor of Onan. But Onan said, no, I'll give it to you because David was king. David said, oh, no, I will not offer to God on something that costs me nothing. If you're really going to be a child of God, if you're really going to be a Christian, you are, your life, is, your, your sacrifices are going to cost you something in this life. You're going to go through some things in this life. You're going to suffer some things in this life. It's not going to be a bed of roses. It's not going to be easy. I was reading the scripture that says, as Paul was preaching to the church, um, uh, let me see, what was that scripture at? It was somewhere. In Acts, in the book of Acts, you know, and my message is not all in order this morning, but that's all right. It's going to come out. In Acts chapter 14, when they had finished preaching the gospel uh, uh, in Lystra, uh, the Bible says that uh, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith, And that we must, through much tribulation, and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. So what the early church realized was that if you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, then you're going to have some difficulty in life. Write it down. I'm going to challenge y'all from now on. Start coming to church with paper and pencil or notepad or something. You got cell phones? Write it down. If you're going to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, then that is difficulty that you're going to face. We don't want to hear that today in the church. We don't want to hear that. We like messages on. We want a prophet to come and prophesy, I see a new car in your future. I see a husband in your future. You're going to get a raise on your job next week. True, True prophet will say, If the Lord said it, you're gonna get fired next week. The prophet gonna stand up and say that because they they think if he tell you that you ain't gonna get no offering. (laughs) But we must through much tribulation. Somebody said much tribulation. Do you know tribulation is not easy? Tribulation it's not easy, but they were encouraging the saints after they preached the word to them and said to them, through much tribulation, you must enter the kingdom of God. We can't give up. We can't back down because you're going through something. How many people in the church today, when they're going through, first of all, what they, what, you know what people do today? I ain't going to church today because I'm just going through so much. And I'm saying, the place you ought to be is in the house of God. I don't care what you're going through. The place you ought to be is in the house of God. I mean, you're going to tell me that you're so sick. I'm just so sick. I don't think I'm going to the doctor. Well, where are you going? Where where, are you going? You're going to stay at home and wallow in your sickness. So people are we don't understand that being a disciple of Jesus Christ means that we're going to have difficulty in our lives. And the wonderful thing about the Lord is he tells us this. He makes it known to us that we're going to have difficulty. It's a part of sacrifice. It's a part of sacrifice. Part of sacrifice. Are you hearing me? If you're going to be a disciple of Christ, you're going to make sacrifices. And a part of sacrifices is the difficulties that you're going to face. Peter said, in First in Peter chapter 4, verses 12 and 13, Beloved, do not think it strange the fiery trial. <laughs> Anybody got a match? That's about to try you. Y'all don't want that example. Nobody breaking me a match. Bring me a match and a that metal trash can. We're going to start a fire in him. We'll put somebody in the fire. Don't think it's strange. Don't think it's strange. Are you hearing the Lord? Today's Christians think it's strange when they're going through stuff. I'm not supposed to go through. I'm not supposed to experience this. I'm not supposed to have this happening in my life. But the Bible says, do not think it strange. The fiery trial, which, you, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. What's wrong with Christians today? Because we think it's strange when we're going through. Is the Lord speaking to anybody today? Yes, there is difficulty in following, in following Jesus Christ. Being a real disciple of Christ, there is difficulty. Well, I think I shared this with you. One of young men said to me uh, last Friday when we were ministering and, uh, you know, and we were working. I, for, for some reason, I cannot tell you how long we actually ministered, except somebody told us, except somebody told me. But it was like we were just going, going. And he said to me, he said, Dad, you worked hard tonight. And the only thing I said to him, well, that's what we came to do. We came to work. I mean, whatever whatever was going to go down, I was not going to be on the sidelines looking at it. I was not going to be a spectator. Because I didn't go there to be a spectator. I went there to work. Amen. Are you hearing me? Right. There, there was one day my body was so tired I wanted to stay in my room and just rest, but but, but, but I would not stay in my room and rest because I didn't go to rest. I went to work. Right. Are you hearing me? Right. You know, we, 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 we want it too easy, but this life is not easy. I'm not saying that that won't be some ease. I'm not saying that there won't be some good days. I'm not saying that there won't be some joys. There won't be victories. But in order to get to victory, you've got to fight, baby. You've got to go to war. We went to see War Room last night, my wife and I. You need to go see that movie. In order to get to victory, you've got to war, which means you're going through some stuff. You know, most people feel like just because I go to church, just like the lady in the movie, just because I go to church, well, you know, I'm just as good as everybody else. Stop comparing your, some, your, 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 yourself to somebody else. Amen. Stop looking at the person sitting next to you. I'm just as good as her. Are you just as good as Jesus? That's the one you're supposed to be looking at. That's your example. That's the one who sets the pattern for you. Consider him who endure such contradiction of sinners against himself. Lest you be weary and faint in your minds. And the reason we're fainting in our minds, and before you faint in body, you faint in mind. You already made up your mind, you're giving up. I can't take this any longer. So you lay down and you give up because you fainted in your mind. example Jesus Christ who went all the way to the cross who took the whipping who took the beatings who won a crown of thorn on his head who was so who was so disfigured that you would not even want to look at his face we're too busy being pretty in church today Being a disciple of Christ, being a Christ follower, being a Jesus person means that you have to sacrifice, dearly sacrifice. You got to give up stuff that's dear to you. You got to give up your time, your energy, your talent for the sake of the Lord Jesus Christ and stop using it for yourself and use it for the Lord Jesus Christ. We're raising a generation of children that don't know anything about sacrificing because we give them everything they want. All they got to do is say, Mama or Daddy. They don't know about sacrificing. They don't know about sacrificing. We take them everywhere they want to go. They don't know anything about sacrificing. All they gotta do is say, "I want." They don't cut grass. They don't have half way wash the dishes. They don't have way clean up the house. They won't even hang up their clothes. I ain't talking about nobody's children. And yet we're still letting them, let those little rugrats stay up in our house. Not paying in the rent, won't wash a dish, eat and expect you to pick the plate up off the table. Will drop food on the floor and expect you to clean it up. We're not teaching them to sacrifice. God help us today. You and I, as Christians, we're called to make sacrifices. The thrust of Christianity is that every believer will make sacrifices. First of all, Paul says, and maybe I, this should have been my first point. It was on the paper, but I didn't on the thing. Paul said, and he said it so wonderfully. You ever think about this? I beseech you therefore, brethren. By the mercies of God, that you present your what? Your bodies as a living sacrifice, what? Holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service or your spiritual act of worship. Now, Jesus said the day will come, when he was talking to that woman in Samaria, the day will come when men will not worship me in this temple or the temple in Jerusalem, but true worshipers will worship me in spirit and in truth. Paul said, this is your spiritual act of worship. When you present your body as a living sacrifice. He didn't say your spiritual act of worship was presenting in your gift. He didn't say your spiritual act of worship was singing and preaching. He said your spiritual act of worship was presenting your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable under God. Listen, it ain't, no, it ain't my business to come and peep in your window and see what you're doing. But if you're having sex with somebody, you ought to be married to them. because you're presenting not just what you do on Sunday morning but you're presenting your body as a living sacrifice as a living sacrifice God's called us to present our bodies this is the part this is the thrust of Christianity it's not just singing it's not just preaching it's not just ushering it's not just showing up. But it's presenting your body. Your body. Which belongs to God. Because you've been bought with a price. You don't belong to yourself. You can purchase yourself. You've been purchased by the blood of Jesus. God forgive us for the way that we fail to present our bodies. First of all through sacrifice we want to use spiritual gifts and we've not yet presented our bodies as a living sacrifice sometimes we wonder why God won't use us you know we want to get people involved in church what's the use of getting folk involved in church they live in all kind of way nobody got to tell you they live in all kind of way you can tell by the get on the face they live in all kind of ways Then you get mad because somebody says you're living all kinds of ways. Well, if you're living all kinds of ways, that's what you're doing. they not get mad at nobody for saying that. Just say, well, shoe fit, wet. Let me go get me a new pair of shoes. It's time to get holy and sanctified. It's time to get cleaned up. Let me clean up my act. Let me clean my act up. Let me clean my life up. Because God says, present your body as a living sacrifice. That's your spiritual act of worship. And Jesus is looking for people that will worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus' people, cross bearers. cross bearers Jesus people every one of us that claim Jesus as our Savior and our Lord we're supposed to be bearing this cross is living holy a part of bearing the cross yes denying the flesh is a part of bearing the cross saying no to the flesh is a part of bearing the cross doesn't have to be sex it could be, it could be the ice cream that you ain't got the minutes eating I've never seen people no, they got high blood pressure. I ain't talking about nobody in here. I ain't talking about nobody in here. Let this go right over your head. No, you got issues. No, you got medical issues. You're going to the doctor, and you're also praying for healing. But then you go go and eat all kinds of stuff that's loaded in sodium and all this other stuff. present your body as a living sacrifice. This is the temple of the Holy Ghost. You want God, but you don't want to do your part. Coming in a relationship with God means not only does God do His part, but you got to do your part. You got to make sacrifices. Got to make the sacrifice to live like God wants you to live. And to do the things that God has called you to do. The Bible says the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one of us for the benefit of all of us. So if you're not using your gift because right now you're feeling real convicted. Mm -hmm. Feeling real guilty. You feel like, well, what did somebody tell Bishop? You better ask, what did the Holy Ghost tell Bishop? You better ask, what did the Lord, what did, what did, what did the spirit of discernment give the bishop? You better be wondering what Bishop saw. But more important, you ought to be wondering what did the Holy Ghost see? There's nothing hidden from his eyes. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing hidden from. We've all sinned. We've all come short of the glory of God. But God says, if you're gonna be my disciple, you gotta take up this cross. Whatever the cross is in your life, you gotta bear this cross. Now, 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 the end of this thing is there is a reward. Because remember that even though Jesus was crucified, on the third day God raised him from the dead. With all power in his hands. So it's not just that you're sacrificing and there's nothing that's going to come of it. We sing the song, you can't be God-given. You're not going to out-sacrifice God. You are not, there's no way in your life that you're going to give God more than he's going to give to you. But you got to make the sacrifice. There is reward for serving God. Rewards come when we faithfully serve God. It's not just so you can please the pastor. Let me tell you something. I can go home right now and go to sleep, but I'm going to sleep good. You can live like the devil if you want to live. I'm going to sleep. Now, I'm going to pray for you, but I ain't going to worry about you. I am not carrying you. I'm telling you now, don't think that I'm carrying you. I'm not carrying you. I'm praying for you. But when I lay down in my bed, I lay down and go to sleep not to worry about Steve Bowe Steve wants to act like a fool that's up to Steve because he know better are you hearing me if you sit under this preaching and teaching you know better and if you choose to do wrong that's on you and you think I'm gonna miss sleep because of you I want to tell you today I want you to write it down in your book my pastor does not lose sleep worrying about me and my foolishness Amen. Doesn't mean I don't care, but I can't make you live right. I can only deal with myself. I can't make my wife live right. She gotta make up her own mind. If there's something going wrong, I tell her you shouldn't have did that. You shouldn't have said I can't make her. Are you hearing me? Amen. I learned that a long time that old people used to tell us in the day of judgment, every tub got to sit on its own bottom. I love my son and I pray for my son daily. But I understand at this point in his life, I can't carry him. I cannot. If he wants to do stupid stuff, if he wants to make do foolish things. That's on him. He will stand before God in judgment. But before he gets to judgment, and see, this is the thing before you get to judgment, you're going to suffer some things in this life because of the decisions that you're making. It's not just getting to judgment. Every day. Along the way, because you refuse to live for Jesus. The wonderful thing about suffering for Christ's sake is that it's for Christ's sake, there is a reward. But when you're suffering for your sake, for Christ, there's an eternal reward. But when you're suffering because you made the decision that you want to live like you want to live, there's, no, the only re- there's eternal damnation if you don't turn change. So the Bible says, what does it profit a man? to gain this whole world and in the end suffer destruction because there's another life. At the end of this life, you don't want to hear the Lord say, depart from me. I'm not saying this to try to scare anybody. I'm just saying this because it's the truth. You don't want to hear the Lord say, depart from me. You work of iniquity, for I never knew you. You want to hear the Lord say, come, you blessed of my fathers, and inherit the kingdom that has been prepared for you. You want your name written in the Lamb's book of life. I think, we, I think we've, we've, we've just deceived too many people in the church. Because we made it a lip profession. And not a lifestyle that we got to live. You see, your life proves whether, what you, whether your words are the truth. That's what a proof is. Proof ain't just because you run around the church. Proof is how you live your life. And we can live our lives and we can daily be praying, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me, Lord, forgive me. But then you got to stop and ask yourself the question if you got to keep asking God to forgive you, Have you really made up your mind that you're going to live for God? Let's stand.